Your kids may not see it, others might not see it as well, but you know. Welcome to the ALUX.com podcast, the place where future billionaires come to get inspired. Today's topic is 15 Lessons You Learn Growing Up Poor. Hello, Aluxers. Get comfy because we have an epic video for you today. Nobody picks when or where they're born. That first hand you're dealt is out of your control, but despite that, some people manage to outgrow their initial position. By the end of this video, we plan on shining a light on some of the incredibly valuable lessons you learn while growing up poor and how to leverage these experiences for personal gain. It's only after you escape the state of poverty you realize that in a screwed-up way, it's because of the hardships you had to endure that you built some skills that differentiate you from everyone else. With that said, let's dive into it, shall we? Number 1. Nobody is coming to solve your problems. You have to do it yourself. Growing up in poverty accelerates your maturation process. Inevitably, you take on more responsibility, understand adult problems, and are even part of the solution. When you grow up poor, you know that good things don't just happen, and you have to work hard for them to happen. Your parents are struggling, you're struggling, and unless everybody is pulling their weight, this frail of a life stands to come crumbling down. You probably went to bed hungry more than once, you didn't get your dream toy for Christmas, and you celebrated your birthday at home, if you celebrated it at all. You wore passed-down clothes, rode the bus, or walked. You probably heard your parents fighting about the problems your family was facing. The thing is, when you're growing up poor, you don't really realize it. You grow up thinking that's just how things are. It takes a while for your mind to understand that other people have more or have it better. That's when things get a bit more complicated. Number 2. Money can definitely buy happiness when happiness depends on money. If you grew up poor, you know damn well that money does buy happiness and everyone is just spreading bullshit. Of course you don't buy it in a store, Karen. You know what you can buy? The food you put on the table for Christmas so you and your parents can enjoy a quiet meal together. You know what else it buys? The electricity and the cable to watch your favorite cartoon when you get home from school. In life, there are two types of problems, money problems and internal problems. If you're poor, everything about your life is a money problem. If you're struggling to put food on the table, you don't have time to think about your meaning in life or your impact on the world as a whole. You just have to eat. People growing up without money appreciate it a lot more when they escape poverty compared to those who take it for granted. Number 3. You learn to get things done, even imperfectly. Growing up poor, you learn as long as you get it done, it doesn't really matter that much how you fix a problem. How many times did you patch something? How many times did you have to repair things? How many free trial emails do you have? You know what we're talking about. Bootlegging, torrents, buying clothes or gadgets of an unclear source, no questions asked, simply because they got the job done. When you're poor, you don't care how you fix the hole in the roof as long as it stops raining in the house. While everyone else is busy discussing how a problem should be solved, you learn how to become a person of action. Done now is better than perfect never. We found that people want to be and do good and they will once they can afford it. How many of you used to rip songs from YouTube but now actually pay for Spotify or some other kind of service? Number 4. 
you don't take things for granted. Here's how we think about how much value we attribute to things. You might have heard of the law of diminishing returns before, so we'll apply it to this specific situation with a twist. To put it as simply as possible in the context of appreciating the things you have, the more you have of each item, the less you treasure each individual piece. Growing up without having much made you appreciate everything you had. That one favorite toy, that good pair of jeans or shoes. Whenever something good came into your life, it wasn't just business as usual. It actually had a drastic impact on the way you live. This doesn't stop with material possessions. If someone offered you a real opportunity to move up in society, and you're the type of person who wants more from life, you're more likely to give it your all. Number 5. You have this hunger inside of you other people don't. You definitely know what we're talking about. You've been feeling it inside of you almost since you can remember. This feeling, this need to prove yourself, to escape, to grow, to be more. This hunger is probably the most valuable thing you have in you. Hunger is more powerful than intellect or connections. Why? Because it keeps you moving when other people would quit. If you need to eat, you're going to put in the work. There's an old saying that some of you might be familiar with, maybe with small adjustments in different cultures, because everyone has their own version of the same concept. You don't work, you don't eat. You'll find this spread all throughout history. You'll find it in the Bible, under Paul the Apostle. You'll find it in Lenin's socialism, as well as the core values of the founding fathers of every nation. Every successful person we've ever met has this fire in their eyes. Hungry recognizes hungry. You'll see it in the work ethic. You'll see it in how people go the extra mile, how they make the most out of each opportunity. This is something people growing up wealthy never get. It's almost like an unfair advantage the universe gave to those starting with an unfair disadvantage just to make up for things. Every single day, a person who grew up poor is outperforming one who grew up rich. Run the experiment for long enough and you're bound to see a clear winner. But for this hunger to serve you well, you must be willing to put in the work. If you open up a new tab and go to alox.com action, you'll find a playlist of all of our most actionable videos put together. Do yourself a favor and watch those after this one ends. Number 6. The Value of Being Creative A while back at a business event we were attending, someone asked us to define exactly what creativity is in the reality of a successful life, and we're going to share that made-up definition because it still holds up. For us, creativity is the art of creating value from less, using only your ability to connect the dots differently. Take a moment to think about this for a second and how creative you've had to be growing up. Because of the circumstances, you were forced to find alternatives, ways around certain roadblocks, and make do with what you had. Everyone who was poor growing up went through more or less the same thing, only with different ingredients. Maybe you didn't have your toy airplane or dollhouse or the costume you wanted, so you got creative and used your imagination. The more access to resources you have, the less creative you have to be. You see, this ability to paint outside the lines, to think outside the box, only comes from having restrictions. And for the likes of us, playing it safe wasn't an option. Number 7. You learn the only place to go is up. 
In a very messed up way, growing up poor has a freeing twist to it. Why? Because you're already pretty miserable and at more or less rock bottom. Everything you do is a new step on the ladder out of here. You didn't have it easy, so you take a vow to use the hunger you have in yourself to make a better life for your children. You always looked at those growing up with more with a bit of envy and resentment because they didn't have to go through what you went through. But you see, that's the paradox of being self-made. If you grow up poor, you resent kids who are born wealthy with more opportunities. But if you succeed in life and provide financial stability for your kids, then your kids become the kids you resented when you were a child because their poor peers probably think they were born wealthy. Nobody chooses where they're born, but we all choose what we do with the life that was given to us. Number 8. If you don't ask, the answer is already no. This has been a massive wake-up call for us and is now one of the golden rules we use in business. Everything is negotiable. This is such a powerful statement and also the state of mind to be in. Here's why. The moment you understand that reality is negotiable, you start seeing doors where you only saw walls before. How many no's turned out to be very lucrative opportunities when the follow-up was, what will it take to make this happen? It's because you're now working together toward finding a solution, from the obvious price discounts to job opportunities to big deals we never thought possible. Even if you don't get what you want, the impact of putting yourself out there in one direction can have side benefits you never realized in the beginning. Ask for what you want. Go after the race, that client, that dream, that project, and then figure out how to deliver on the deal. And speaking of negotiating with other people, lesson number nine, you learn social finesse. They don't teach you how to read a room in business school. They have a term for it called situational awareness, but they have no idea how to quantify it. Growing up poor, you learned how to read the subtle signs of society, like how to tell from a mile away if someone's going to get punched. By the virtue of being brought up in a more harsh environment, you are not easy prey. You quickly learn that your personal space is more important than someone else's feelings. There's this quote that we really love that goes like this. Never argue with fools, because from a distance, people can't tell who's who. And that's stuck around with us. You also learn how to push someone's buttons for personal benefit if you have to. These skills give you a real advantage when it comes to real-world negotiations. It's like playing poker, but you have a pretty good idea of which cards your opponent is holding. Number 10. People will judge a book by the cover. It doesn't matter how much you wish to believe it ain't so, reality has proven to you the opposite. From the clothes you wear to the amount of respect people assume they should give you based on the preset profile they've assigned to you. From a material perspective, growing up poor is like growing up 10 years in the past compared to everyone else. You don't have the latest state-of-the-art laptop or smartphone or the newest and coolest shit, it's just the facts you have to deal with. This is especially impactful in a society where social media has driven all of us to be instant judges of someone based on the way they present themselves. You decide in just a couple of seconds if you're gonna like this pic or swipe left or right.
If you're not focused on long-term goals, it's easy to fall into the whirlwind of playing social charades. That's why you see people who are not doing well wear expensive clothing. That's why you upgrade to the latest iPhone when you're still sleeping on an air mattress. The true value lies in your ability to understand that people will judge you by the cover, but your success is determined by what's inside the book. Looking successful and being successful are completely different things, and people get it twisted all the time. Our advice is to first make sure you have a great book, and then spend as much time as you want designing the cover. Speaking of great books, on the topic of growing up in poverty, we strongly recommend you pick up The Power of Broke by Damon John. If you're struggling financially and need that extra push to focus all of your hunger, this book will probably be a great first stepping stone. Even better, go to alux.com slash freebook and sign up to Audible. If this is your first time, you can get the audiobook version of The Power of Broke for free, thanks to the partnership we have with them. You're very welcome, Aluxers. Number 11. Simple things can mean a lot. It's easy to lose ourselves in the idea that only big things can have an impact. When you're growing up poor, you find value in even the smallest acts of kindness. It doesn't matter how proud you are. If a helping hand reached out and you knew you needed it, this help really revived your trust in humanity. And it's the little things, someone being kind to you, someone treating you like an actual human, giving you an opportunity or telling you they believe in you. This is a special shout out to all the moms and dads that, despite struggling financially, managed to find a way to instill confidence and dignity into their children. Having someone in your corner who believes in you and has your back is such a powerful thing that has a domino effect on your life. Once you make it, only then can you trace it back to the little things that made it all possible. Number 12. Learning to multitask because you had to. Growing up poor, you're part kid, part parent, part supporting member of the family. You do things because someone has to, and everyone else is busy doing their share. You might not excel in any of them, but at least you're learning how to balance between urgent matters. You grew up juggling a bunch of balls, and now that you're an adult, you find you still have to juggle things, but at least you have some experience. Imagine not having to worry about any of the things you had to do growing up, and then suddenly all of it comes crashing down on you because of an external force. You'd probably drown in all of it. It's kind of funny to think about it, and although it might sound really cliche, looking back on it all, it did make you stronger, didn't it? Number 13. If you can't afford it, you don't need it. And if you really need it, you have to work your butt off to get it. Growing up poor forces you to make certain choices because you simply can't afford to get everything you want. It teaches you to make do without the off-the-shelf solution. Although it's a very humbling experience, in time you learn you can move past certain situations despite your obvious lack of resources. Take this mindset and apply it to other parts of your life and you'll start to see how this is useful. Most people don't start a business because they don't have everything they think they need for a smooth sailing, so they never start at all. Yes, today, here at Alux, we have super expensive equipment, but 10 years ago, we started on an old Toshiba laptop that froze the second we tried opening any kind of editing software. You don't need a fancy laptop to write your book. You don't need the best of the best to get started. Instead, do what you can with what you have and work your way into it. Number 14. 
If you don't do anything about it, you'll be stuck there. All you have to do is look at the people around you, people of all ages. They all had dreams, plans. They were all in the exact spot you find yourself in. Some of them are still in that same spot they grew up in, and that probably scares you. Growing up poor, you understand there's a real probability of you never escaping that place and the life that comes with it. It messes with your mind, and you're looking for the quickest way out, and that's why most people never make it. There is a distinction to be made between building your own staircase out and the hope that somehow you get lucky enough to be pulled out. If that's you, don't wait for the big break. Don't wait to win the lotto. Don't wait for some miracle that hands you everything you're missing. Because that's what the rest have been waiting for, and well, look at them now. You have a real decision to make. Are you okay with being stuck here for the rest of your life? If not, then you better slap some sense into yourself and get busy. Time is ticking and you're still in the same place you were five years ago. Number 15. It makes you appreciate how far you've come. Your kids may not see it, others might not see it as well, but you know, you know how far you've come and what you had to go through in order to get to this fortunate position you might find yourself in. This may not be the dream destination you were shooting for, but the journey is still not over. Looking back on your past, you can see how certain decisions have influenced your life, how your choices have literally made you the person you are right now. If this works so well looking back, maybe you should look ahead this time. What choices do you have to make to end up where you want to be? Make those choices and one day you'll think back on this specific moment in time, you consuming this piece of content at this moment when something clicked inside of you and you were better off because of it. No matter where in your journey you find yourself in, we want you to know that we're proud of you for taking a few minutes to watch this and maybe take some notes or even evaluate some of the things you're doing with your life. Maybe it helped you to understand just how much control you have over what's ahead of you in life, despite what lies behind you. And for that, we congratulate you. This was a great podcast today, wasn't it? Thank you for spending some time with us and taking another step toward improving the way you look at life. If you're hungry for more, you can always go to our website, alux.com, or subscribe to us on YouTube. The entire alux.com team wishes you a very productive day.